Well, a $100,000 reward has been posted for information about masked uh, axe-wielding assailants responsible for a violent attack on a remote coastal gas link worksite in northwestern BC last February. Now, Coastal Gas Link um, is building a 670-kilometer pipeline that will connect uh, the LNG Canada liquefied natural gas plant being built in Kitimat with the gas fields. Uh, in northeastern BC around the Fort St. John area. Now, as of August, the project is about 70% completed. Now, dozens of RCMP officers assigned to the case have poured over video footage and still photos and conducted interviews uh, with witnesses and persons of interest, but no arrests have been made. About 20 masked individuals stormed the sites, attacking uh, nine security guards and construction workers. In one case, a worker was trapped inside a truck and had his window smashed out by an axe. Now, heavy equipment was commandeered to damage other on-site equipment and trailers. The assailants also disabled lights and video surveillance and used a school bus, down trees, uh, tar-covered stumps and debris set on fire to block access to in and out of sight. So it was very much a uh, well-organized attack. The attack occurred just after midnight on February 17th when a group of vandals, uh, some which were carrying axes, hit up the Coastal Gas Link work site. Now, a $100,000 reward is funded by the Independent Contractors and Businesses Association. Uh, today, uh, law enforcement, uh, ICBA, and uh, Linda Annis, who's the Executive Director of Metro Vancouver's Crime Stoppers, uh, spoke on this issue. Here's Ms. Annis talking about the um, $100,000 reward. It's reasonable to assume anyone with information about this crime might fear for retaliation if they told anyone. But please be assured it's safe to call us at Crime Stoppers. We guarantee your anonymity and we will never collect any personal information. We just need the information that leads to the arrests. Now, as I said, the $100,000 reward uh, is funded by the Independent Contractors and Businesses Association. Their president and CEO, Chris Gardner, joins us now. Chris, thank you for speaking to us today. It's great to be on your show this afternoon, Jess. So, Chris, why is it important for the Independent Contractors and Businesses Association, the ICBA, uh, to fund this reward? Well, if you think of what happened this morning in every day in British Columbia, about 250,000 men and women wake up and go to a construction job site uh, to help build our province. And the work they do accounts for about 10% of our economy. And the first thing that everybody who is in any way, shape, or form affiliated with construction thinks about is safety on the job site. And when you listen to Superintendent Elliott, who recounted um, at our announcement this morning uh, about what happened in February on the uh, Coastal Gasoline Pipeline work site, there were 20 or more people um, who um, committed a planned, premeditated, coordinated attack with a high degree of precision. Access roads were blocked with vehicles, there were fire set, there were booby traps, lights and video cameras were disabled. It was shockingly violent. People were threatened, lives were put at risk, and $20 million worth of equipment was destroyed. So for us to offer the $100,000 uh, reward, we're basically saying we're standing with those workers, we're supporting the efforts of the RCMP to bring this investigation to a close, and we're working with crime stoppers to basically say this cannot stand. And um, so the $100,000 reward is for information leading to the arrest and charge of the individuals who created these outrageous acts of violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you surprised something like this actually happened in Canada? Well, you know, it, you know, if you think of, if you read the accounts 
from the workers and the crews who were on site that night, um, there is real fear in their voices. Um, their lives were at risk. They were threatened with weapons and axes and all kinds of uh, uh, all kinds of threats, which uh, it would be horrifying for anyone to go to go through. So, for anyone going to uh, any workplace in this country, um, no one should have to go there worried about thugs and criminals walking through the door, walking on the site, and threatening your life, and uh, with with violence that most people never see uh, at any point in their lives. So um, we think it's important to um, to do what we can, and hopefully this reward will uh, prompt someone to come forward, give those, those pieces of information that are vital so that the RCMP can close the loop on the investigation and make the arrests and lay the charges that are required to bring some accountability and send a very strong message to others that this type of violence is not acceptable. Now, this pipeline is approved by the provincial and federal government. It went through extensive approval processes that it needs to go through. It has the uh, support of elected First Nations communities right along that pipeline route. It goes all the way from northeastern B.C. across B.C. and will eventually end up in Kitimat, where this giant LNG plant um, will chill and cool uh, the LNG or natural gas, and where it will be then shipped off uh, to Asia. Um, for projects like this to, to to get approval, it usually takes four or five years of extensive consultations, testing. Um, I mean, significant amount of dollars. I refer to up to a billion dollars has to be spent for an LNG project, including a pipeline, to get to a point where a corporate board will say yes or no, we're going to go forward with this. In this case, it's Shell and, and um, other nations that are involved in the development of this project. It has been approved by a board which said we will spend the $36 billion in Canada. You have all the correct um, approvals that are required. Our government, uh, environmental uh, assessment's been done. Yet here we are with acts of violence. What message do you think this sends to the global community that suppose a G7 nation, you have acts of vandalism like this, and probably terrorism is probably a better way to explain it, yet these companies have all followed the rules, yet they're still having to go through this. You know, it's a, it's a good point. Um, you know, Canada ranks, according to the World Bank, number 64 in the world in the length of time it takes to approve a, a construction or infrastructure project. So no one can accuse Canada of rushing into these projects. Um, there's more oversight and transparency around how we build infrastructure and energy projects in Canada than any other country. We should actually be proud of the record we have to build projects sustainably, and we should be proud of the highly skilled and trained workers who are working on this nation-building project. It is the largest private sector investment in any project ever in the history of Canada. And this should be an example uh, of Canadian exceptionalism and what we can do to do our part to help a transition to cleaner burning fuels. And, uh, you know, if you look what's happening, you know, in Europe right now because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the disruption that's had on energy supply chains, um, and the challenges that, Euro that Europeans are going to have this winter. And if it's very cold, cold kills. And um, we're blessed with the abundance of, of energy, and we should be focused on getting that to market and so that we can help countries like uh, a transition, countries in Asia that are looking to move off of coal to cleaner burning LNG and ultimately to reliable uh, alternate sources of, of clean energy. But do acts like this and, and this sort of um, 
constant battle that we've had between uh, the private sector, uh, activists, government moving slowly. Uh, Has the the reputation of Canada not been set in already? What I mean by that is we've got this large-scale, largest private sector investment in the history of this country, $36 billion. We have another LNG plant near Squamish that's moving forward, but that's $1.5 billion roughly. That's like one shipment a week compared to one shipment a day in regards to the bigger project up north. But reality, those are two LNG projects, maybe 1.2 if you want to, if, if you're going to be accurate. Now, you compare that to the United States, they're way ahead of the game. Australia started before us way ahead of the game. Haven't we already missed the proverbial LNG boat uh, when it comes to um, uh, building a, an LNG industry here? Well, I think, the, you know, we had the, the, uh, the Chancellor of Germany visit Canada a few months ago. Um, and met with the Prime Minister and, and asked about um, securing uh, LNG from Canada um, over the longer term. And unfortunately, the response from the Prime Minister was, well, there's not a business case. And I think that's, uh, that that's, the market is saying otherwise. We have tremendous opportunities. Um, to your point on the U.S., back in um, you know, a few years ago, neither Canada nor the U.S. were exporting LNG. Fast forward... Um, about 10 years, and the U.S. is now one of the largest exporters of LNG in the world, and we, we only have two plants that are under construction. Um, so we've been slow. We have missed opportunities. Uh, I'm not sure that I would say it's too late to capitalize on, on some investment, but we've got to take a different approach. Investment has left Canada. More investment has left Canada and come into Canada every single year since 2014. And so we've got to change the, the, um, the way that investors look at Canada. They should be looking at Canada as a land of opportunity where you can get projects to yes in a reasonable amount of time, where they're built according to uh, robust environmental standards, um, but that, you, that there are opportunities here. And right now we don't have that reputation. We tend to scare investment dollars away. Uh, we don't do things to attract it. And when you compare it, because investors are looking at Canada in the context of every other country in the world in which to invest. If we're ranked number 64 in the world, like the time it takes to approve an investment, that means 63 company, countries are doing a better job and getting to yes faster and more effectively, and investors are responding. We've got to change the narrative. We've got to adopt a different approach in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jess.